You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Podcast with Mike and Mike. We are here this week to talk all about, you ready for this, the summer movie roundup. That's right, at the beginning of the summer, we made our predictions. That's right, we made predictions of what we thought would be great, what we thought would flop. And you know, none of us could have predicted Aladdin this year. That's just a fact. And you think... That's enough to fill a show right there. But no, we even are going to do some bonus stuff, and we are going to talk all about the fall TV season, what we're looking forward to, what shows are coming back, what shows are coming, going away, what shows are folding, and what shows you can have coming to you brand new. This is going to be awesome. Um, you know, there's a couple that I'm really looking forward to that I've seen the previews for and that I'm really excited about. And you know what? It's just going to be a blast to talk about it with this man right here, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! How are you, my friend? You know, that's the strongest howdy I can muster after Dragon Con. It's been a couple I'm, weeks. And, I'm shocked uh, you even made it that far. I'm really I, I know it's amazing. I, yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to take a minute and uh, and get my and get my stuff together because it's the recovery mode is real. Um, I don't have, uh, thank goodness, I have not uh, come down with massive con crud. Uh, I think I got some pre-con crud. Uh, so I was really sick before Dragon Con. So I, there's still a bit of that lingering. But uh, I'm just worn out. I mean, Dragon Con wears me out physically, wears me out uh, emotionally, spiritually, drains me of energy. Uh, spiritually? Really? It's just, it's, it's just so taxing. I mean, it's so beautiful and it's so wonderful um, that, uh, you know, to take it all in like that, it just, it takes some time to recover from that. It does actually. It's like looking at the face of God. In some ways. Yes. And I thanked her for, you know, showing me her faces, you know, but it was, it was interesting, you know, Dragon Con. A few people cosplaying as God. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it was awesome. Just you know, if you go by the Kevin Smith movie, just don't let her speak. That's all, you know, but it was pretty awesome. You know, that would, that would be actually kind of fun to cosplay as, as like characters from the movie dogma. I think that would be a lot of fun, like as the angels or something like that. Just an idea for next year's already planning dragon con 2020. <laughs> That's right. We're not even having the dust settle from the con and we're already talking in the next year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how for punishment. That's how much it ins- inspires us, you know. I mean, it's so cool. We want to go back. Uh, not ready to go back right now because, uh, you know, that last day, uh, I was sad that it was over, but I could not have handled another day. It was mm. just, it was too much for me. So, uh, I, uh, so it takes me a while to recover, but I am happy to do so. Um, it's, uh, you know, worth it. It's, it's worth it every year. No, it. It's like no other place and it's like no other con. And, you know, I thought I was in better shape than I was and I'm still sore from it, you know, a week and a half later and just walking around and just doing stairs at work or something like that. And I'm just like walking and it's just like, ow, ow. I need, yeah, I need new feet. 
Exactly. It's not even my feet, it's my thighs or my, you know, and it's just like my legs. And it's just like, I'm just like, oh, what did I do to deserve this? And then I remember how many steps I got each day or how far we had to walk. And yeah, it was, it was a neat experience with Dragon Con. We'll talk about it all in a few minutes. We definitely want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you. Or if you want to write us, please write us on our Facebook page too. We don't promote the ESO Network Facebook page enough. And, you know, there's a great group of people up there and they post all different kinds of stuff from, you know, geekdom or, you know, just general conversations. It's just a lot of fun up there. And, you know, Facebook, you know, is a great place. We also have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We're all across different social media. I know we even have a Pinterest. So it's pretty cool what we got. So definitely check us out on social media. Also, if you want to help support the station, there's always our Patreon. You know, we had actually a couple of our patrons involved with different uh, things at DragonCon this year. So we actually had a few of our $15 level people participate in some panels or just hang out with us a couple of times. It was actually really nice to meet these folks. And, you know, you could do that, too, by just going to patreon.com slash ESO Network. And now exclusively out is the ESO Network uh, end of con recording. So we basically have our our Dragon Con wrap up is available now to our exclusively to our patrons. I yeah, absolutely. A- so if you if you want to hear like blackmail material on everybody who is involved in the network that you can just for a small price to pay. You can you can hear all that and listen to all of us in in <laughs> and under the influence of pie. Oh, two different types of pie too. Darren's high test and Mike's smooth and mellow, basically. So it was actually a lot of fun. But we might as well dive in with both feet. We had a blast at the con this year. It was an, an amazing experience. I actually felt like I was going into this year's Dragon Con very unprepared. And I'm going to be completely honest with you folks at home. I felt like I didn't have my game plan. I had just had so much going on in life this year. And DragonCon almost, and even though we talk about it monthly on the DragonCon report, it almost felt like this year's just snuck up on me and just was like, hey, I'm here. And I was, just, I was literally getting ready for the con the night before. And even that morning, you know, I was finishing up you know, before the Uber got here to take us down to the con, it was just like, you know, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And I just had a blast. It was a great con. It was great seeing you, Mike, as always. And, you know, seeing everyone, everyone from the network, it was just, you know, I always kept on feeling like I was being stalked by Kevin Eldridge, you know, for some reason. I I kept on running into him. I saw him when I was doing my, doing my newbies tours i kept on running into kevin on these tours dude even, kept like he's he photobombed like several of your pictures oh he did he did and it shows like, up in your pictures exactly and actually he even took a picture of me from the tour and it was just like dude i don't even remember you taking that picture and it's like yeah here's director favored on one of his newbie tours i was like oh geez but yeah it was just a really really great time and seeing, you know, Sean, who's going to be on the podcast in a little bit from Canada, came all the way down. It was just awesome. And, you know, it was just 
all the people that we had, we got to see uh, at the ESO meet and greet, we had the largest turnout so far that we've had for the network. We've had over, we had over 40 people. And it's really an amazing way to start Dragon Con. I mean, certainly when I get there on Thursday, I have to do a lot of setup on my table and whatnot. And just, you know, we're all trying to check in to our hotels and get our bearings. And But then Thursday night, we've got the ESO Network meet and greet. And you can just, right from the beginning, it's almost like you're getting, you're welcome, like you start the, you start, you literally start the convention with a big hug. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're with, you're with your podcasting family. You're with your friends, some of which you've seen every year at Dragon Con. Some maybe skipped a year, so you haven't seen them for a little while. Others you are meeting for the first time. I think there were about four people from the network that I met for the first time uh, that at that event. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, talking about Sean coming from from uh, Canada, which was amazing, driving from Canada. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, meeting uh, the woman who, Alyssa, who joined us at the DragonCon report from New Zealand with her kids. Uh, she showed up at the ESO meet and greet as well. So, yeah, we had some people that uh, had some mileage. Uh, she that, even brought us beer from New Zealand. She did. She did. Have you drunk it yet? I have not drunk my IPO yet. No, I, I'm waiting. I was I was tempted to do it this weekend, but right. I I have not. So uh, it's uh, it's there though. So I think Michelle and I are going to share it. So uh, it just didn't uh, have the opportunity. But um, but I thank her for that. Uh, that was really nice of her uh, to come bearing beer is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a great way to start, and it sort of you know lets you know that no matter what happens. During the convention, your friends are here. Uh, your your you know your your Dragon Con family, your network family, your podcasting family, your geek family is here, and uh, yeah, and you'll see them scattered throughout the rest of the days. Or some some of them you won't. I mean, there are a few people that I did not see after oh, that. There are plenty of people at the con that I did not even see that I wanted to see. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just so huge and so massive. I think the final number they said was eighty five thousand officially. That's that's the official number is they're going with is eighty five thousand. Uh in some ways it's felt like there was a lot more than that. Uh but uh you know, that's still that's still an attendance record for them. Um so um it's it's nice to see them get a bump from the last two years. And to be honest with you, I thought even though that there's a lot of people, uh, crowd control was done pretty well overall. There was a few areas where I started to get a little um, uh, overwhelmed by the number of people, but mainly that was outside of Dragon Con. Uh, inside of Dragon Con, I thought things moved about as well as you could expect. Um, uh, so there was some times where I was on the street where... I had to wait for to cross the street because there was just a line to do so because there were so many people on the street. That was uh, something I wasn't used to before. Um, but, you know, when there's 85,000 people there, but they're spread across five hotels and America's Mart, four floors of America's Mart, that's a lot of space for people to go in. So um, I thought they did a pretty good job overall. Um, so uh, good on them for that. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk in more depth about our experiences at Dragon Con. And, of course, we're going to get together with 
uh, our Dragon Con Report crew when we do our post Dragon Con Report podcast. Uh, that you'll be that'll be available to you in a couple of weeks. So uh, we're not going to go into huge detail about the highs and lows of everything, but um, I will say that overall, once again, this was uh, one of the best times of the year for me. It was a, a great convention. Um, I, I love seeing so many people, and if you came by my table, if you came to one of our panels, if you said hi, or even if you didn't, there was a couple people that I know that. Uh, were too shy um, to, really? to, to, yeah, to speak. Um, and, you know, that's cool. I get it. Um, uh, and there was some people that even when they spoke to me were really shy about it. Um, and that was, that's cool. I appreciate that. Um, I thank you guys for listening and I thank you guys for your support. It really means a lot to me to, to see you, um, like I said, at our panels or at the convention that we love the most. It just, it just makes it that much more special. I agree completely. And, you know, it was so amazing. On Thursday for the Newbies Tours, I was wearing our Dragon Con Con Report uh, t-shirt. And I had so many people come up to us and say, hey, I love that show. Thank you for what you do. And if I heard another person say howdy to me, thinking I was you, you know, it was just... It was just awesome. You know, it was just a great, great experience. And, you know, we had people thank us for the videos. We had people thanking us, you know, that we've done. We've had people thank you for the regular podcast. And it it was a great year for ESO. And I just thought it was awesome. It was a great year for Earth Station One our own podcast. It was a great year for earth station who our our sister podcast that you and I uh, are part of with Mary. Um, It was a great year for the ESO network um, and many, many other shows on the network. It was a great year for the dragon con report uh, because that shirt of the dragon con report was not the only uh, person. You were not the only person wearing a dragon con con report t-shirt. One of our listeners was wearing one as well. And, that really surprised me. I'd never seen one out in the wild like that. But and it was just it took me I was like I had to stop everything I was like, Oh my goodness. Like it just that uh got me more excited than almost anything else over the weekend. No, very much so. And just I'm loving that we're starting to make a dent and making an identity for ourselves. And I just you know, we've had one, don't get me wrong, but just this year it felt like we were making more of a presence, if that makes any sense. And so thank you, everybody out there. And, you know, I've got lots of stories to talk about, but I'm going to save that for us because we're going to do a final, like Mike said, a final Dragon Con report in a few weeks. Yeah, and so you'll be able to listen to that. Hopefully you'll be listening to uh, two of the panels that Mike and I uh, shared uh, space on. Uh, one of them has already been released. Both the, of them. Actually, both of them have already been released. Yep. So Both. if you want to hear our panels, uh, two of our panels from the weekend, they are already available for free. You don't even have to be a patron. Uh, you can listen to last week's Earth Station One episode to hear about the 20th anniversary of uh, Galaxy Quest. And then uh, on Earth Station Who, we uh, did a deconstruction of Doctor Who. That was really fun as well. And um, had great friends of the station that joined us. And yeah, we, we want to give a special thanks to uh, the track directors who allow us to and want us to participate. I know that uh, you know I was I was only on a few. 
Uh, I only did uh, about four panels this year. And uh, the American Classics track is, continues to be one of our biggest supporters. And we love Gary and Joe. And I was in that room a couple times. And every time I was in it, it just felt like home. It felt like a home base that you could go to. Um, and then the Brit tracks feels that way too. It feels uh, uh, really great because we've just interacted with them so long. And uh, Carol and company do a great job with that track as well. And I know, Mike, you had some experience with some other tracks. Oh, yeah. I also did work with uh, Kellen over on the uh, classic on the sci-fi track, the American sci-fi track. I did two panels with them. I did the Spider-Man panel and the Russian doll panel. Um, then, of course, Charles over at the new media track. And thank you. Thank you for everything there. Um, I got to do my actually I got to moderate the podcast audio. Actually, they could change it from podcasting 101 to audio 101. Mm-hmm. And it was a great track. Um, great amount of audience participation. Um, sorry to the young lady. I bopped in the head with the microphone. Whoa. They have, it's really cool. They've got this like padded box. That's a microphone and you toss it around the room. And one of them, I I've kinda, seen that. Yes. I kind of beamed somebody in the head it, <laughs> it bounced off the ceiling and hit her in the head. She was, she was a good sport about it. So that was cool. And so then the lawsuit is coming. No, um, hopefully, you know, they'll sue Charles instead of me, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's okay. But you know, it was, it was just a great, great time. And I just had fun meeting a lot of folks and, you know, I, you can't go wrong at Dragon Con. It was a great, great time. And the best one, of course, was Dr. Q's track with the alternate history track. I was doing Bill and Ted, and the fire alarm went off, you know, <laughs> right in the middle of it because the speaker caught on fire in the ballroom. But we'll talk all about that in a few weeks. Because, yeah, the Sheridan had the worst, uh, had luck the worst hotel year. luck this year of any of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you know, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out uh, to our Tiki Pop panel. We've done four of those now. And, uh, you know, I know it was tough uh, for people to come out and see me in the fourth floor of the America's Mart. It was tough to get in. You had to, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you had to wait at least 20, 30 minutes. I didn't, I don't, I don't think I heard it was more, much more than 40 minutes tops. But, of course, you had to wait in the sun, and it was a long line, and it couldn't have been easy for anybody. So for those people who did show up for the Tiki Pop Art panel and uh, or just to come see me at my table, I-, I can't thank you enough because, dude, I don't know if I would have waited in that line. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, so thanks for that. Uh, I appreciate that. And then... Um, you know, the, one of the highlights for me, um, you know, Dragon Con's full of special moments. And uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, our good friend Dave West for allowing me to host uh, the world premiere of his movie, uh, Troublemaker. The movie was made about him. Um, and uh, it was a great crowd. The movie itself, it was actually the first time I'd seen the movie. And it's, a, it's really amazing. It's a great piece of work. Uh, I can't wait for everybody else to see it as well. Uh, if you know Dave, it's it's a fun look at behind the scenes of what he goes through, and and you recognize a lot of crazy characters. And if you don't know Dave, it really speaks to uh, you on a level of of what we're kind of all trying to do and and 
and balance our, our family life and our work life with our geek life. It just is a great, great film. And uh, it was a great to be part of that. So uh, that was a really special moment for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Congratulations, Dave. It was really awesome. So with that being said, I think let's hold off from the rest of the Dragon Con Absolutely. Stories. Yep, yep. Because there are a ton more for us to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stories. And yeah, we haven't talked about even the amazing cosplay we saw. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going yeah, to talk. If you want to get a preview of it, though, Mike has posted a ton of pictures on his uh, Facebook and Instagram. I have posted a ton of pictures as well. And the ESO Network Instagram has posted a ton of pictures from the weekend as well. So if you just want to get a glimpse of some of the great costumes and experiences we had at Dragon Con. Start there and then uh, tune in to the final Dragon Con Con report of 2019. Exactly. A few weeks. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment because we've got to talk about our summer movie review because I have a feeling some of us are going to have egg on our face. See you in a sec. Hey gang, do you need another podcast to listen to? Well, might I suggest my podcast? My name is Richard T. Yule, a.k.a. at Nerdy Laser on Instagram and Twitter, and I host the Nerdy Laser Podcast. We specialize in all things 90s and all things nerdy. We are a part of the ESO Network, so visit us at esonetwork.com. Also, nerdylaser.wordpress.com for more info. Hey everyone, welcome back to Earth Station One. Now it's time for the summer movie wrap-up. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Uh, this movie, this summer movie season caught a lot of people off guard, and I'm not counting uh, anything about Endgame at all. You know, that was a given. But I think, you know, Alex, you said that you were not even going to count Endgame pretty much in, like, when you read the stats and everything, because that's just... It, it's there it's there you know it's it's it destroyed all the records uh which is fantastic but the fact is is that it did come out technically before the summer movie season started but uh yeah no, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about so i'm looking forward to it okay we also as you heard we have alex we also have ashley pauls hey ashley hello thanks for having me back and sean vanderloo all the way from the great white north hey it's great to be here again so, yes, and he has survived his trip back from Atlanta. He, you know, was here for Dragon Con, and slowly and surely he crawled his way back up to the Great White North. I barely survived, but I did it. <laughs> Dude, you had a 21-hour drive each way. Come on. Uh, yeah, it was long, <laughs> but worth it. Man, props to you, sir, because, look, uh, I just have to go to Lawrenceville after Dragon Con, and that wears me out. So I can't imagine traveling that that distance after experiencing a convention like dragon con i don't yeah i just hope we got a hotel room and didn't have to drive back and forth each night true i did yes yeah. okay. <laughs> exactly i'm here i'm going back i'm here i'm going back. <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> well you know the way it is for hotels at dragon con anyway some people had to commute from chattanooga yeah so all right so let's hear some of these numbers that we got alex what how are we going to do this tonight 
Um, basically, I, I do have uh, I've broken it down. I do have the top ten uh, top grossing films, top eleven if you are counting Avengers, um, because of course it made all the money. Of course, uh, but uh, so and, and I think and I think we were all agreed on that. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, num- number, number, quote unquote, number one for the summer, if we don't count Avengers, uh, is the Lion King, which came in at $529 million. Wow. Yep. Number, the, the next on the list is Toy Story 4 with $431 million. Okay. Number, the next was be, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, 388 mil. Okay. And I think again, with these three, I don't think that surprised any of us. I think we all kind of had these in maybe not the exact order, but I think we all knew that these were going to be the contenders. The top. I, didn't think, I didn't think Aladdin was going to be, though. Next up is I was going to say, like, well, you spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> because the two big surprises are coming up next. Yeah, $355 million for Aladdin, uh, which is a lot higher than I think pretty much everybody here picked. Oh, yeah. You we'll know, get to that in a uh, minute. we can't, yeah, yeah, well, you can't blame us. I mean, the buzz on this thing was not good going in. Yeah. What's funny about this is that made $355 million. The next on the list at $171 million. That's a big drop. Wow. A huge drop. It's twice. It's, it's twice the amount. There were no movies this summer that did $200 million. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. John Wick 3. Really? And that's, that's a huge success. Uh, because that is a that, monster. That that doubled John Wick two. Like it yeah. just is amazing that story. I need to see those movies. I have yet to see a John Wick. Movie. What you got to see it? Yeah, yeah, got to see it. They're not streaming right now, so I'll, when they do yeah, that, I will <laughs> buy them. Next up uh, on the list, Hobbs and Shaw with one hundred and sixty four mil. Okay, I think we expected that to be higher. Yeah, I know, right? Secret Life of Pets 2. Really? 158 million. Detective Pikachu at 144 million. Okay. Shazam at 140 million. And here's where it gets interesting. Go is ahead. Is Shazam a summer movie, though? I don't. Shazam. Yeah, I don't have that one uh, listed as my. That, that came out. Shazam came out before Avengers did. Yeah, it came out in April. You're absolutely right. I don't know why I have that on my list then. Uh, well, then the next one on the list is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. with 134 million. Which is interesting. I was going to bring that up in our discussion tonight because mm-hmm. that's pretty much the only movie on that list that you have that isn't a spinoff or a sequel. Yeah. Uh, so far, well, Detective Pikachu yeah. isn't, but it is part of a franchise. It, it yeah, it is part of a franchise. It's the only non-franchise movie. However, having said that, it was pushed out to the world as Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie. True. That's very true. So Tarantino himself is a franchise. Yeah, I would say I, that. that's true. I mean, yeah, I you agree. Know, he doesn't, no, I agree he doesn't have an app like Jeremy Renner, but, you know. <laughs> Who does? You know, come on. <laughs> But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's how it breaks down. Yeah, I apologize on the Shazam thing. I don't know why I had that on my list, no. but you guys are right. It did come out before Avengers. It's almost like summer movie season it almost starts at April 1st now. It's it's getting in that direction. In fact, most of the movies on here, uh, with the exception of, uh, I believe, Lion King, and uh, Spider-Man, and 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all of those were released before June. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it was always Memorial Day weekend was the beginning of summer. That was the summer movie season exactly. launch, yeah. And, and now it's you know, uh, you know, with Avengers, it's it's late April, early May. And I also, um, uh, I mean, even though because we had Shazam in there, if you're wondering what the eleven or ten spot would be, it's yeah. Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, was at mm-hmm. uh, hundred um, hundred ten uh, million, and and that one, like then, like then, it drops off because that's the last one on the list of this summer that got over a hundred million. Everything under that uh, got, I mean, right under that is Rocket Man, and then well under that is Men in Black International, which that one, oof, that didn't even, <laughs> that came in at like 13 or whatever, and that, I think all of us are surprised by that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that franchise is dead. I was happy to see Rocket Man on that list, you know, even though it was right around the 100 million mark. I mm-hmm. think that movie was released at wrong time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think that one was released at the wrong time of year. It's very strange. We've had three movies that came out basically this summer um, that all three of them probably did not need to come out during the summer. Uh, made for great counter-programming. Oh, sure. But released later on would have been much better, and they are all musical-themed. Um, Blinded by the Light. Yesterday. Right. And uh, Rocket Man. Okay. Did anyone here actually see like yesterday? I did. I, I never heard of it. Twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yesterday was one. Yesterday was on my list. It was on my list of the it ones that I was going to list, and we'll hit that in a second. Yep. And so. yes, because it, it's definitely it was interesting. It's one I definitely wanted to see. I just ran out of time because of personal yeah. stuff that happened over the summer, and yeah. that curbed a little bit of my summer movie watching that I usually do. It's, it's and, really difficult though with, I mean, I mean, especially for us when we're trying to, when we're watching a lot of these, I mean, when there's something coming out every week or every other week and trying to squeeze in another movie just to see it uh, for like counter programming, uh, Michelle and I made a point to see the, uh, uh, the farewell. And that was a smart move because that's a great movie. I recommend that entirely. That's not going to show up on any top 10 list or anything. And Mm -hmm. I'm frankly surprised that they released that during the summer. But it was sort of nice to just see a movie that was about adult situations and not about, like, capes and explosions and Mm -hmm. all that kind of nonsense, you know? And I love that nonsense. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, Rocket Man very easily could have been an Oscar nominee if it was released later mm-hmm. in the year. Yeah. But yeah. and the same thing with yesterday. Or I've heard even buzz about Brad and Leo for best actor for, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, you know, there's things out there with that. And, you know, it's just weird the programming. But it's interesting to see all this stuff about shoot 'em ups and explosions and superheroes or animation. It's nice sometimes to have the counter programming, but how do you justify that if these movies are so good that you can be, you know, basically, you know, if these movies are so good for Oscar nominations, why release them early? Because by the time the fall comes around, 
you're going to forget that these movies even mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. Yeah. The only good, the only advantage that a lot of these films is counter program films are going to have is the fact that they're going to be released on Blu-ray digital release closer to that time, which may get more eyes on them. Sure. Um, but at that point, yeah, at that point they're, they're going up against the, the big highlighted, uh, December releases and that's gonna, that's gonna hurt them in the long run. I think it's also interesting to see that, uh, you know, things that we see like a lot of, uh, blogs and people posted about, uh, things like superhero fatigue, the numbers don't match up. Uh, the fact that people don't like Disney live action remakes, the numbers don't hold up. The fact that people are kind of tired of, you know, uh, animated sequels or whatever, or sequels in general, franchises, again, the numbers just don't hold up. I mean, if that were true, these numbers, these, this would, this list would be completely different. Um, so apparently a lot of people do like that stuff and maybe they're the uh, silent majority, uh, Mm -hmm. but they're, they're the ones who are spending the money going to the theater. And I well, think it's kind of easy to get caught up too. And I sometimes like the opinions on like social media, like in geek culture, people who are really engaged in these movies doesn't always translate over into the general public. So sure. it's kind of interesting to see things like that with all the negative butts I heard about Aladdin and then the Lion King, and then they go on to just make all the money at the box office. So it really is kind of interesting to see the differences between some of those opinions. It's interesting. Cause I was at target yesterday and they had up on the big screen, you know, with them in the movie section, you know, they had part of Aladdin playing. And I'm going to be the first one to eat crow right here. It's like, this doesn't look half bad. <laughs> it, I was, because I was totally against it. You know, if you remember from the early, the summer movie preview, I, I was like, you know, totally Aladdin's going to be horrible. Why are they doing this? Why are they making this? Will Smith, blah, blah, blah. And I was like mesmerized. I was watching it. And it's like, crap, I'm going to have to watch this. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. And um, it's funny because I'm pretty sure I picked Aladdin to be the flop of the summer. And not only did I go to see it twice in theaters, I'm getting up before work tomorrow to go to Walmart to buy a copy on DVD so that I can watch it at home. So <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to eat my words on that one, too. Well, speaking of eating of words, guess what I have here, kids? He's got the I list. Got the list. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You ready? Nope. Nope. Today's top 10 list. No. Okay. All right. The three movies you're looking forward to the most. All right. Um, let's go with Sean first. He was looking forward to Avengers, John Wick, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you even yeah. go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sean? Uh, I certainly did. Excellent. Were they? Did they live up to your uh, hopes and dreams? Yeah, I liked everything that I saw. All three of them. Okay. Yes. All right, Ashley. Avengers, Hobbs and Shaw, and Spider Man. I feel like those are pretty good choices. I um, enjoyed all three of those. I don't know that those would actually. Um, Avengers was my number one of the summer, probably. I don't know that the other ones would necessarily round out my top three, but I did enjoy all of those and had a good time at the theater. So, sure. all right, Alex, John, yeah, you had John Wick, mm-hmm. you had Hobson Shaw, yep. and you had Godzilla. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I actually did not make it to uh, to John Wick. But uh, enjoyed myself with Godzilla, which honestly, to be quite truthful, 
completely forgot about uh, in going into this one. And uh, Hobbs and Shaw was just a fun time at the movies. Mm-hmm. And that's really all I've been looking for lately. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Godzilla's just like faded from everyone's memory and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I was at, when I was still was at Target yesterday, I saw that's out on Blu-ray and video already. And it's like, oh, yeah, we did review that one. <laughs> it yeah, was just I like, think, I think that out of this list, I think three of these movies are out digitally now right yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, all right mikey you right. had avengers spider-man and godzilla yep and uh i enjoyed the first two uh tremendously i enjoyed godzilla as well um i didn't hate on it like a lot of people did right but i did i do understand the concerns i mean we did a review on it on the show i mean it was really cool uh when it was cool but when it wasn't cool it was really bad <laughs> so <laughs> You mean Godzilla's radioactive home? <laughs> so the uh, uh, but the fight scenes were great. Uh, I probably will at some point, um, you know, stream it and watch it again. I could see myself rewatching this thing, but uh, but yeah, it's it's nowhere near as good as it should have been. And I think that's telling. I think the the audience, you know, the audience has agreed. It didn't have that go back and see it value, and it didn't have the oh, you have to go see this. I mean, Godzilla, as big as, as big a star as he is, especially overseas, he's just not that big of a star here. I mean, that this, I think out of all the Godzilla and King Kong movies that Legendary does, has done so far, this has done the least. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're as awesome as getting to see those visuals and getting to see the overwhelming story of that film. There was a few issues with the plot. And the fact is, is that nothing, that was done in that movie was a forced issue to get you into the theater. Right. Mm. You could see all of it on FX. You could see all of it on your big screen TV right. and still get the same. Well, effect. exactly. And you also, they didn't really hide anything from you either. They didn't really leave any big surprises. No, because yeah. you're right. With previously we had had um, with the previous Godzilla movie, we were kind of like, Oh, what does Godzilla really look like? Cause they kind of hid that in the marketing. Same thing with Kong. They kind of hid a little bit of what he was actually going to do and look like uh, in the in the movie, and then and now we've got the sequel, so we already know what he looks like, and so that that's not as much of an attraction. Well, they even had all the monsters on the posters. Yeah, you're right. And it's not like they surprised you with what Ghidra looked like or with what uh, you know any of the other monsters, Mothra or. Rodan or something. And for as cool as those, those, they, a lot of them made their like American studio debuts, but it just wasn't enough for any Americans to care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like, right. you know, like the, the Rodan fans out there are not, are few and far between. Not enough. Nope. Agreed. But it's going to be really interesting to see what this looks like going forward for them doing Godzilla and King Kong. Is that I next year? That Kong Godzilla poster looks amazing. Is that next year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a uh, God versus King is what the poster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. For me, I had Avengers, Rocket Man, and Godzilla. And same way, Avengers just blew me out of the water. Rocket Man, I loved. I've seen it three times, and I actually own it already. And Godzilla was Godzilla. We just talked about that. So <laughs> right. I don't need to talk about that again. All right. Three movies. Uh, the biggest box office. Um, go real quick with this because um, 
Let's go with Ashley first. She had Avengers, Lion King, and Spider-Man. Ooh. Ooh. Almost. The oh, tri- almost the trifecta. Ooh, two for three. Close. Um, okay. Let's see. We had for Sean, we had Avengers. He also had Spider-Man and Hobbs and Shaw. Of- oh. Well, at least, at least it was on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, all right, Alec. He was talking about a Canadian. Oh, yeah. Well, then again, Sean Sean does have the international perspective. Uh, does have the that, that's, that's true. I'm so cosmopolitan. This, this is <laughs> this is domestic. We're talking about the numbers that we're talking about here is domestic. But. Okay, um, Alex, Avengers, Toy Story four, and Spider Man. Oh, good. Well, I had two of them and one of them out of space. So okay, Mike Gordon had Avengers, Lion King, and Spider Man. Yeah, I think we all thought that Toy Story four was not going to be enough. Nope, because I yeah. I did have Avengers, Toy Story four, and Spider Man. It's okay. interesting. All of us had Spider Man and Avengers. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, go well, figure. It's a safe bet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't go wrong we, with that. We, we all took two of the safe bets, and then like, and we'll just stick a Disney movie in the middle and be done with it. <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. Exactly. Yeah. Well. All right. I mean, look, I mean, Disney was the winner of this year. No, no question. No, no doubt. No doubt and, about and it. And it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime. They have three more tent poles this year. Really? They have Maleficent in October. They have Frozen 2 in November. And that little movie in December? And that little movie in December. The yeah. one that Ashley's like climbing the walls to see. Oh gosh! It, I told my husband that yeah. the time we finally get to episode nine, like he's just going to be sick of me and hearing about it. And <laughs> tell me more! Tell me more! <laughs> okay, yeah, biggest... I mean, when, when all is said and done, if you, we look at the top ten movies of the year, I think that's going to be really Disney heavy. That's going to oh, be oh for yeah, sure at, at least eight of them. Exactly. Eight that's eight. exactly what I was thinking too, Alex. Was yeah. It, the top eight's going to be all Disney. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a debate we can have, uh, you know, at some point, whether or not that's a good thing. Uh, but um, it's an interesting thing. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Biggest flops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, truthfully, Ash, I'll say on this list, Ashley and Sean came the closest. Really? Oh, yes. Good for us. Uh, all right. Because Mike Gordon, myself, and Alex, actually, no, actually, Alex actually did. Because Alex's wasn't even released. <laughs> Didn't get released. <laughs> <laughs> My money was on New Mutants, and it didn't happen. And on top of that, X-Men Dark Phoenix bombed. It really bombed. It's going to be a while before we see another X movie. at the. That won't happen for another 10, 15 years at this point. I'd say yeah. 10 years. I, uh, I would be surprised if it's that long. <coughs> excuse me. All right. Because uh, Mike, um, Mike Gordon, Mike Faber, and Ashley had all had Aladdin. Yeah, we did. That's the egg on her face. You know what? And I was... I really enjoyed that movie, so I was happy to be wrong in the end. <laughs> Sean also had Aladdin, but he also had Men in Black. Well, oh, oh, that wasn't the worst, was it? Yeah, there you go. All right, under the radar movies from nowhere. All right, Sean had Tolkien. I never even saw that come out or heard anything more about it. 
I don't think you got it in Timmins, did you? Uh, probably not. We don't get much here. <laughs> All right. Ashley, Ashley, did you see that? Yes, I did. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that it was like the best biographical film that I've ever seen, but I liked it and I thought it's fun for people that like Lord of the Rings and got to see a little bit more about the author's life. So if it shows up on streaming, I'd say it's worth a watch. That's exactly what I was going to say is if it comes on streaming one night, Judy and I will probably watch it then. Yeah, that seems like a a streamer. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, Ashley had Rocket Man or Yesterday? I actually enjoyed both of those movies quite a lot. Um, Different movies, but Mm -hmm. um, similar in some ways due to their musical theme. So I would recommend both those if people didn't get a chance to see them, even though they didn't do as big at the box office as I was hoping. Both very charming movies and great music. Awesome. All right. Alex had yesterday. I did. You did. Uh, to be fair, a budget of $26 million, a global box office of $137 million. Oh, well, that's still pretty so, good then. That ain't bad. Um, so you got to give it to him. I love the film. I think the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, just terrific performances. Honestly, it's the funniest thing. Uh, um, the only major name in the movie is the one detraction that I had for the movie. Um, and that was, uh, um, Craig. No, it's the, um, from Saturday night live and, and the female ghostbusters. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Thank you. Uh, Kate McKinnon, everybody in the movie plays it so down to earth and she comes on and plays Kate McKinnon. And it takes you a little bit out. You're you're not supposed to like her character, but the way she plays it, you just don't like Kate McKinnon. Right. Totally makes sense. Uh, But everything else in the movie I thought was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a great job with it. There's some very funny jokes uh, visually uh, and some very surreptitious ones, including uh, including a, a, a listing about Oasis, which I thought was very funny. Awesome. All right. Mike Gordon had Dead Don't Die. And all is true. I didn't see either one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Dead Don't Die underperformed. I feel bad about that because I I did. I don't think it underperformed because I don't think a Jim Jarmusch movie is expected to perform at all. So I think it the fact that it got some news and hype about it whatsoever, I thought was a interesting thing. Uh, But I don't. I didn't see it, so I have no idea how it really played out. So. Yeah. Nope, totally yeah. understand it. Um, something called uh, All is True. I don't even remember that one. I don't either. <laughs> okay. All right, and I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Dead Don't Die. I saw one of them. Yep. <laughs> well, I, we haven't said it before. Uh, we haven't talked about it except for the fact that Tarantino is a brand now. And I think this really, this summer seals that. Um, Cause I don't think we were sure about that beforehand. Cause I think uh, this is his biggest box office movie. I think period. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. it eclipsed all his other movies. Like it, like in the opening weekend, it made more. And Alex, correct me if I'm wrong. More than um, hateful eight did the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I want to say that it outperformed Django as well. Yeah. Um, it also had a wider release than any of his other films. So it, it did. Yeah, it did. true. So I totally, you know, for me, I think it was my favorite movie of the summer. 
It did not bypass Django. Django still has um, another thirty million on really? it. Really? Yes, one hundred sixty-two to one hundred thirty-four. Okay. Um, but again, it had the advantage of uh, one, I believe, a shorter runtime, and two, a uh, a period at the movies when it wasn't surrounded by a bunch of uh, you know summer blockbusters that were taking up all of the screens. Because Django came out late in the year. Yeah, I think it was a November release or December. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the summer movie wrap-up. We actually kind of had egg on our face. We didn't do too bad. We've we've done much worse. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that most of the uh, most of the ones that were at the top were pretty easy to to mark. You know, I mean, obviously, if yeah. it's Disney produced. Like we're, no one, I don't think any of us are going to go against Disney again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> no. Has Disney had any flops with the live action remakes? Was Dumbo? Um, how D- Dumbo? I was going to say Dumbo is. I don't think Dumbo performed as well as they thought they would. The second Alice in Wonderland, mm, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, would be considered a flop, and they did. Uh, Pete's Dragon. It, but, it, but the Pete's Dragon. They also had. Um, I forgot about that one. Everybody forgot about that one. Uh, they also did the uh, Nutcracker, uh, the Battle of the time, Four yeah. at Christmas, and that was a disaster for them. But that was a live action not based on one of their previously done, so I don't think that falls under this category. And we know they've got a ton coming. I mean, they've already announced casting oh, God, yeah. for Little Mermaid. Uh, they've got, um, what's the other one? Lady and the Tramp. That's already- no, that one's on Disney Plus, though. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought that was going to be a wide release as well. Um, and then there's another one, too. It's another one coming next year. Now I can't remember what's uh, Mulan? Mulan. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Mulan. And there's a lot of controversy about that because some major characters are cut from it. But the reason they were cut was to keep it actually in line with the culture. Oh, really? Uh, yes, yes. The, the reason some of the songs were cut and... The uh, in fact, I think all the songs are cut. I don't, I don't think it's anything. a musical at all. Yeah, um, but they they removed the Mushu character out of it as uh, culturally insensitive. So okay, I could see. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Well, because also China is such a big audience now for them too. Oh yeah. So. All right. So you know, what was your guys' thoughts at home? What did you guys think of the summer movie season? We'd love to hear about what favorites you guys had. Um, and we'll be back again next year to do this once again. So please write us at feedback at esonetwork.com or at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back a moment with the fall TV preview. Everyone these days could use a little support and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Hey everyone, welcome back. Now it's time for the fall TV preview. And if you guys are going to be following us, where we're reading from, 
Our source this time is USA Today. So we'll have a link to this up in the show notes, but take it away, Mikey. Yeah, sorry, Sean. This is USA Today, not uh, Canada Today. So, Damn it. Uh, this, may, this, may, this may vary depending on where you are. Um, you, you might not get these till next year. <laughs> sounds about but, right. Uh, so Sean, Ashley, Alex are still with us. Uh, we're pointing our attention from the big screen to the small screen or slightly smaller screen. I mean, most of our screens are pretty big at home mm-hmm. now, I think. Uh, so... Um, now the fall movie season, uh, it's fall movie season. Yeah, I did it. The fall TV season is upon us already. It's already started. It's, uh, I think there's been some shows that have already begun. Um, I I don't know if any of you guys have seen anything premiere yet that you've been interested in. So, uh, cause I know that, uh, some of the streaming services and some of the other cables channels like, uh, Mayans, uh, the spinoff, uh, from, um, uh, Anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It started already. Uh, <laughs> well, you also uh Alex, that. one of your favorite shows that you're looking forward to the most has already started. Yes, it has. Uh, I am so excited about the brand new drama that explores the creation of New York rap group, the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, which I may have been a member of at one point in time, just because there's so many members. I think uh, um, we've all like yeah, we go through that. At some it. point in time, we've all been a member of the Wu Tang Clan, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Wu Tang and American Saga on Hulu. I I've got to be honest with you. Upon reading that that existed, I want to check that out. <laughs> um, also, you so, had the, you had the boys just premiere right before Dragon. We did. We did have the boys. That boys was on Prime. That was Right, that was before. Yeah, that was in August. Yeah. Also, season three of Glow uh, premiered in August. So, yeah, we've gotten it's all kind of a mess now with streaming services and even uh, the networks just trying to throw shows out to try to get people's attention. So, there, there's always been those mid season replacements or short season uh, things that kind of hit in August, um, kind of leads you in. And the idea is we're going to put this smaller thing on mm-hmm. for a period of time to get people watching television again. And when they do that, that's when they start mentioning the other big things, which is why more than mm. likely, if you watch Monday night football, this, uh, this past weekend, <laughs> you saw the ad for Stumptown 900 times. <laughs> yes. Good point. Uh, that's actually one I'm uh, looking forward to. So I am too. I love Colby based on a, a comic by Greg Ricca. I'm very excited to, to check that out. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're just going to go throw some dates out. Uh, and if you guys see anything either new or returning that, uh, has got your attention, uh, you know, just holler. Uh, and I guess we'll start with September, uh, 13th. Cause I think that's the closest one to where we are. Now, <laughs> where, yeah. Um, and, um, there's a show on yeah. uh, HBO Room 104, uh, and Amazon has a new animated series from the creators of BoJack Horseman, which is probably more of note. I've heard really great things about BoJack Horseman, so I'd imagine that this one is going to get some traction. Uh, it's about a woman recovering from car accidents who discovers she can manipulate time. Oh, interesting. Sounds like Just from the photo of this, the cast is amazing. Bob Odenkirk, uh, who is a brilliant comedian and... Uh, believe he's Sal. Saul. Saul. Yep. On uh, Better Call Saul. Um, it plays her father. Yeah. It's an on, interesting on animation. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not like, if you're thinking, okay, it is um, done by the folks who did BoJack Horseman, it's not that style at all. No, not at all. 
looks a lot like a scanner darkly. Yeah, uh, if you're that. familiar with that, it's the it's like animated over the live action. Yeah, rotoscoping. It looks like rotoscoping. Thank you. I was uh, an animation minor. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, um, and then uh, we've also got. Um, I think that's it. That uh, that undone. I think is the one that I think is most interesting. Um, uh, it's so, something new and original, which is nice. It's yeah, the no. same thing. It's not your typical rom-com or something like that, too. Yeah, Room 104 on HBO is about, uh, that's an anthology series, about um, um, some stories that take place in a room in a uh, mysterious U.S. motel over several decades. So I wonder what room it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not staying at that room. <laughs> So, uh, so then we move on. Um, if you're into uh, dancing, uh, Dancing with the Stars is uh, got a new <laughs> cast on September 16th. Uh, for those people who have been following Earth Station One for a very, very, very long time, yes, I used to watch Dancing with the Stars almost religiously. You did, but uh, I, I have stopped that. I don't think I've done that for now three or four years and actually one of the main reasons why i stopped was because i was recording this show and i just wasn't able to watch it live and by the time i was able to see it the results were already kind of mute but um it is a fun show it can be i think so uh i like watching people dance and they had some talented people on there it says uh, there's so. 28 seasons of this thing yeah because well, they do two, they do two a year, two a year. Uh, okay yeah yeah so they double up and we could definitely see Sean Spencer, you know, dance. It would be awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, one of these years, it's going to be Mike Faber on Dancing with the Stars. That's the level of stardom. Mouth to God's ear. I want that paycheck. <laughs> exactly. And God, can you um, imagine how good of shape they would get me in finally? Well, you'd have to be in shape. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm not even going to consider it. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, September 18th is the next American Horror Story. This one is 1984. Uh, the ads look like it's going to be more slasher-based, like an 80s kind of uh, type horror. Um, so that could be interesting. I don't follow American Horror Story closely. I've never watched an episode, but I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. And the most people first enjoy it. They it it depends on the season. It comes like some of them are good and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. The first three seasons really had a very strong following, and it was sort of like after that it kind of waned a little bit. I have heard some people who like really loved it when it kicked back up again. Um, I, I think we're now at that point, uh, much like when everybody in the seventies was big on the fifties, um, that we're now in that point where everyone's really, really jumping back into the whole eighties nostalgia. So I think that uh, they're hitting this one just right at the right time. Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see how it, uh, how it performs. Yeah. I think the eighties uh, nostalgia wave will, will be a factor for that one. Um, September 23rd. Uh, the only thing I'm going to bring up on this one uh, that I, as far as uh, the ones that I see is all rise, which is a new show on CBS. I do find it interesting that two of the actors, two of the main stars of Luke Cage on Netflix have their own series now separately on Net- CBS this year. And uh, um, uh, the woman who played, um, Oh man, now I'm Misty uh, uh, on Luke Cage is now uh, going to be a judge on all rise. It's a interesting. Hmm. So, and then uh, the guy who played Luke Cage himself 
is on a show that we'll probably talk about a little bit later called Evil. So, so well, this, yeah. this one show, Prodigal Son, looks kind of interesting on Fox because <laughs> uh, it basically is about a you know criminal you know psychologist who you know is really good at his job, and his father is a notorious I guess a serial killer, and it has some pretty people, pretty awesome people. It has uh, Michael Sheen and Tom Paine. Um, Tom Paine was on Walking Dead as Jesus. Yeah, and uh, Michael Sheen—he's been in a ton of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be very interesting to see this show. Um, I'd be curious to watch this one, or at least catch the first couple episodes. Um, I think that's it for September twenty-third. Uh, September twenty-fourth. Um, probably the biggest, uh, surprisingly enough, the biggest show on TV. I think the one that gets the most ratings is NCIS. Still. Uh, and that comes back on the 24th. Uh, I don't know anybody personally who watches it other than my parents. So, but I, it's, I, but truthfully, it's, I think that's the generation they're going for, <laughs> for that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, uh, there are a lot of other shows that are making their debut on that Tuesday as well. Um, mostly returning. Um, I don't see anything that's new. There is the show Mixed-ish, which is a spinoff of the TV show Blackish. Gotcha. And it takes place in the um, 80s. And it takes place in the 80s so because the, that's the thing right now. Yeah. So I guess it's a cross between um, uh, Blackish and uh, what's that? Show? The Goldbergs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I expect a crossover there. I would actually probably enjoy that. They're ABC shows. It could certainly happen. Sure. I loved it when sitcoms used to do crossovers. I always thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even other shows, too. I, I like it when shows that you wouldn't actually put together as being in the same universe. Do you, oh, uh, like the Magnum P.I. and Simon and Simon crossover? No, no. The Magnum P.I. and the Murder, She Wrote crossover. That's yeah, awesome. Nice. Hey, it happened. That it was happened. A, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that's it for Tuesday. Uh, the 24th, the 25th, Wednesday, uh, there are a lot of uh, new shows, including the 11th season, which is going to be the last season for Modern Family. Um, Modern Family is one of those shows that I, I see in syndication and I watch a little bit of and I find it really funny, but I've never actually liked it enough to actually just make an appointment television. I was the same way. Yeah. It's, it's funny as heck when you watch it in syndication, like on a Saturday afternoon or something. And but I've never sat down like must see TV. Hell, I even have season one on DVD, and I've never watched it. So <laughs> it was a gift. Uh, and uh, one show that uh, I guess we didn't talk about on Tuesday that's coming back is This Is Us. Does anybody watch that? Because that's supposed to be like a really big. Uh, I watched the first three episodes. Judy loved the first two seasons, and mm. I tried getting into it, but it just didn't catch on with me. <laughs> it is one that my wife and I binge. So we'll basically tape like 19 episodes and then sit down and just watch. Um, it is um, very heart wrenching and very over the top in the amount of heart wrenching it does. Um, and uh, it's, it, it makes for good television. It makes for good television. It's certainly an enjoyable uh, time. Um, it's not something you need to see immediately. Um so, uh, but I, I think it's an excellent show. It's well-written and uh, definitely a, a big win 
for NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, it's got some geek ties. Um, oh, it does. Does, oh, yeah. uh, Milo Ventimiglia? Oh, sorry. Flash <laughs> <Your nose. laughs> is, uh, is in it. Uh, Justin Hartley, uh, formerly uh, Green Arrow on Smallville, is in it. And this season, the cast list includes M. Night Shyamalan. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah. What a twist. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> there are actually superheroes on it? <laughs> uh, so maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't see anything else for that Wednesday except for actually probably the one show that I'm most excited by, which is Stump Down. Uh, that's on Wednesday the 24th. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, Wednesday 25th, is that right? Yeah, September yeah. 25th. Uh, Stumptown, which is uh, um, based on a comic series by uh, Greg Rucka, um, and uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, it looks uh, cool. Tell me about uh, it, because I didn't watch football. <laughs> um, it is a um, uh, um, an army vet who works as a PI in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. And uh, it stars uh, Kobe Smolders uh, oh, nice. from, uh, Agents of Sh- or from S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, from the movies. I don't think she – was she ever on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Maybe once? Yeah, a couple of them. She did a couple yes. of them. And she's best known for How I Met Your Mother. That's right. So, uh, so yeah, she's a, a tough, uh, strong – uh, assertive woman. That's what Greg Rucker writes. Um, and uh, she has to deal with a bunch of like, you know, crime stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm eager to see that. I haven't read any of the, the novels that uh, the graphic novels that it's based on. So, but I'm planning to pick a couple of those up but just to see if I can get more familiar with it. But uh, cool. I'm always, uh, I'm always root for the, the, the comic properties to do well, especially if they're not superhero related. Cause I think that's, uh, that's always cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will, that's the one I will be out of all these that we're probably going to talk about. That's the one that I will be recording and trying to watch on a weekly basis. Cool. Uh, then we have, then we go to the 26th and the 26th, I don't see anything new that has my attention, but you know what? The good place is coming back. That's all you need to know. You've got the good place. You also have perfect harmony, which is the return of Bradley Whitford. Uh, to television. Um, Whitford is always wonderful. Um, This is a um, church choir that's trying to make it to the championships. So you're going to wind up having a bit of a glee feel to it. You're going to have a bit of a pitch perfect uh, feel to it because one of the members of pitch perfect is in the show. Uh, I've mentioned Bradley Whitford. This show is either going to be the breakout hit of the fall or canceled in three episodes. Is this the same Bradley Whitford that was in Godzilla? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And Cabin in the Woods and <laughs> Studio Live on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. So, and West Wing. And West Wing, yeah. So he either has a really big hit or he has Studio 60 Live on the Sunset Strip. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I honestly I am looking forward to this one. It's got it, it's 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 got car wreck potential. It also has leaping the General Lee through a train potential. So it's either going to be really really funny and very very good, or it's going to be a disaster. It is my number one pick to watch this fall because I want to see which way it goes. 
we also have Evil. That's Mickey. the one I was just looking at. Yep. And that one is, I mentioned that before, Mike Coulter is in it, who played Luke Cage. And actually, um, Catcher Herbers from Westworld is in it as well. And uh, um, what is his name? The guy that was in Lost and Person of Interest, Michael. Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson is also in it, too. Oh, is I, he? I, I that sounds good. Oh. I believe he plays somebody, oh, I don't know, evil. Okay, this just got my interest. <laughs> it didn't have my interest until you just said Michael Emerson. Yeah, um, the plot is a believer and a skeptic who investigate church's backlog of supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and unexplained phenomena. So a religious look at, uh, a religious take on the X-Files, maybe? That'd be interesting to see. Uh, on CBS? So it's going to be, you know, pretty clean. Um, but uh, it's Thursdays at ten, so it's going to be an hour long drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, at ten o'clock, they can get away with a little bit more. They can. So. And also, truthfully, this has always been a very power hour for a lot of mm-hmm. dramas. This was the ER side. It used yeah. to be. So I'm, I see good things for that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Mike uh, Coulter get a new TV show, especially since Luke Cage was canceled so abruptly and those storylines just kind of fell apart. So it's good to see him diving into something that will um, hopefully get to show off his abilities as an actor and will hopefully last more than two seasons. Yeah. And he's, I mean, obviously he's good enough to carry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he seems likable. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I dig him too. I hope I hope for the best on this one. I'm probably going to wait to see what the word of mouth is on it, though. Um, that is that all for that date? That's enough, right? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the the good place really matters to me. Anything else? Uh, Eclipse well, isn't the thing is, good place is only going to be what thirteen episodes, fourteen episodes, and that's all right. It. And this is their last season. This is it for them. Uh, so, um, yeah, I expect it's still going to be fun. Forking shirt balls. <laughs> so, uh, then we go to the 27th. Is that where we are now? Yeah. Uh, we've got, um, five Oh, I can't believe Hawaii five Oh is still on 10 I seasons. Wow. I can't believe Magnum is still on. Well, Magnum so is only their second. Isn't I it? know it's still too no. long. Um, yeah, so I guess it's the Hawaii sh- hour, uh, Hawaii, Hawaiian night on CBS. Well, it's Hawaii, it's Hawaii 5 Magnum, and then Blue Bloods. Come on. <laughs> well, it's yeah, the that's... senior citizen's best dream, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's going to be us pretty soon. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, also of note, uh, Friday, September 27th is a premiere on Netflix of The Politician. Uh, this is a show that looks like, uh, it's from the, the person who created Glee and American Horror Story. Wait a minute. I can't believe that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Ryan Murphy. <laughs> so, so this should be, uh, it's a series about a high school student running for student body president. So, uh, is there singing in this? I, I, I doubt it. It'll probably be all the same stuff we saw with Glee, except without the singing, gotcha. which means less money for Journey. Oh, I, uh, I do wonder. I don't see anybody cast uh, that I'm familiar with, so I don't know how well uh, this will do. Uh, but certainly I'm intrigued. 
particularly since I guess this kid, uh, Peyton Hobart, has known since age seven that he's going to be president of the United States. Wow. So he feels he's preordained yeah. already to be president. Have you? Is this going to be? Because I don't know if you guys have heard that Netflix is is deciding that they're going to be showing their start showing their shows weekly, mm. like the networks instead of binging. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I heard Disney Plus is going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they've already done it for. I know they do that, or they don't. They don't like dump all of the David Letterman ones on at the same time. So you have to. They space those out. Um, but they do three or that, four at a time. This is just one at a time. Yeah, and I know that streaming, other streaming services have done the the weekly model as well. Right. Uh, obviously, CBS with their Star Trek Discovery was doing the weekly model. Uh, they weren't just okay. Available. So, um, in regards to the politician, expect singing. <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks for the warning. The role of, the, the role of Peyton Hobart is played by Ben Platt of Dear Evan Hansen and Pitch Perfect. Gotcha. So, yes, expect to see some singing on that one. Um, and if they don't, I will be surprised. Jessica Lang is on it. Bette Mettler's on it. Gwyneth Paltrow, who did several episodes of Glee. Uh, January Jones. There's some good people they've got on here for multiple episodes. Um, so... Uh, yeah, this will be this will be an interesting one. Dylan McDermott is on for all eight episodes. Damn. I hope he just plays Dylan McDermott. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. <laughs> all right, we're going to skip ahead to uh, the 29th, uh, Sunday. Uh, and um, I think it's of note that The Simpsons... Uh, first, wow, first, first premiered on Fox, and uh, this is Disney's Simpsons, okay? Um, the Simpsons first premiered in 1989. Here it is. 2019. <laughs> 30 years later. 30 years later, and they're making their premiere as well. Uh, longest TV-running comedy. Um, what else can you say about it? It's still going on. It's still going strong. Um, yeah, it shows no sign of slowing down. Uh, Bob's Burgers comes back as well, and there's a new and Family Guy, and there's also a new animated series that uh, they are debuting as well. It is called Bless the Hearts. Yes, and uh, I don't know anything about it except for that Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. So it's got um, some Saturday Night Live uh, folks behind it. Two of my least favorite. From Saturday Night Live, uh, unfortunately, it, it kind of has a. I think they're selling it too as a kind of kind of a King of the Hill kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's about uh, you know some folks in the South. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I'm not as interested in that, but uh, also on the 29th. We'll also see um, the return of Nathan Fillion as uh, the rookie. Yep. Did, has anyone watched that? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. But if he's not dressed as a space cowboy, I'm yeah. passing. It's, it's to Nathan's credit. Uh, he is uh, 47 years old in real life, but he's playing a 40-year-old rookie. <laughs> well, okay. So... <laughs> 
Uh, he shaved seven years off of him uh, by playing. Well, the the, screen will, the the camera will do that to you. I'm kind of interested in Godfather of Harlem. Really? It's on Epix uh, Sundays because uh, it's Forrest Whitaker. Well, he always does good stuff. Whitaker does good stuff. And playing as a crime boss who returns to his neighborhood after 10 years in prison. Um, are we going to be seeing him coming back as reformed? Is he coming back to try to take back his spot? Um, I, and again, it's Whitaker. I mean, he's just good in everything. Screw that. Uh, then we skip to October 2nd, Wednesday. Uh, there's some premieres, some returning shows like Seal Team featuring, uh, David Boreanaz and, uh, SWAT. Uh, and, uh, I, one thing I'm very excited about, this is a return on Netflix. Uh, the U.S. or non-U.K. premiere of Peaky Blinders. Awesome. Uh, I love Peaky Blinders. Season 5 will be, uh, of course, be unloaded on the Netflix October 4th, and that's where you'll find me uh, that weekend. Let's just watch it. Um, watch the first episode. It was awesome. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so I'm very keen to see that. Another show that makes its return is uh, The Blacklist, which I can't believe it's still on season. I can't believe it's still going on. Yeah. I, I kind of I quit it, uh, I think, after season two. Right. But uh, from what I understand, it's gotten really convoluted as far as who Red Reddington is. It's kind of gotten all screwed up. So uh, October 2nd also has two sports-oriented debuts. What? Actually, one takes place two weeks earlier, and I'm thinking about it. But anyway, um, NXT moves from the WWE Network to the USA Network. That's actually in September. Yeah, in September. All Elite Wrestling, the brand-new promotion out of Florida, owned by the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, makes its debut on TNT marking the first time in over 20 years. Wednesday Night Wars, my friend. Yep, the professional wrestling will be on live television on TNT. That's amazing. It's going to be interesting to see what how that develops. I'm a big fan of NXT. Uh, I love NXT. Uh, and uh, they're the best wrestling show around, I feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that they've gotten the jump up to the big leagues on uh, USA uh, doing two-hour live show, it's going to be interesting. I'm hoping that Triple H is still going to be the one in charge. God, I hope that, so. And that is that is the official statement coming out of the WWE. Of course, it is. is that it's Triple H <laughs> is is running the show. Yeah. Uh, Vince is going to have too much going on. Yeah, because he'll have the XFL. The XFL, yeah. So, so yeah, I hope so because uh, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. And speaking of wrestling, that leads right into our premiere on October fourth. Look at that! What a great segue. The orphan child uh, of WWE is moving to a new network. WWE SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown can't find a network to save its life. Uh, it has been on, yeah, uh, one, two, three, four other networks prior to now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But and this one's a big one. This, this one's this, a big one. This, they pay this is the biggest one yet. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be interesting uh, because, yeah, the WWE hasn't had eyes on it on a major network like this for a long time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the network wants, what the, what the WWE wants to do, how it interacts with the rest of the WWE. There's a lot of questions here, but um, 
it's going to be exciting. The early talk on this is that they are totally changing the format style of this thing and that it will be more sports oriented than entertainment oriented. Gotcha. So we're going to wind up seeing from what I understand the, the second episode, they're going to be doing another draft round. I see. Which will establish who you'll see on raw and who you'll see on SmackDown. And I think you're going to wind up seeing a lot of your solid talent, your, your guys that can really tell the story in the ring more so than talking uh, in on SmackDown. Wow. See, I would think that Fox would want the more electric personalities. So mm-hmm. I, I would think that um, obviously the way things stand now, the current champion for SmackDown is Kofi Kingston. I don't expect yep. that to change before October 4th, but I, I will lay this out as a prediction. If Kofi is still um, the champion on October 4th, when they make the debut on a SmackDown, I do think that uh, uh, Brock Lesnar will come along pretty soon and take it. From yeah, most likely. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, but for wrestling. more wrestling talk, we could go to <laughs> PWR. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, October 6th, finally, the CW, uh, the Arrowverse comes into play with a brand new, got, uh, world's finest happening on Sunday nights from now on. Uh, the debut of Batwoman. Uh, who made her first appearance as part of the big crossover last year um, and with Ruby Rose as Kate Kane. I think she was amazing. I can't yep. wait to see this, especially since, um, uh, since Gotham is no longer on. Uh, I think this is going to fit that bill. It's going to like fill that, scratch that itch, so to speak. Um, and then Supergirl is going to follow uh, Batwoman. So you've got Batwoman and Supergirl on Sunday nights. And Supergirl's still going strong. I think it's uh, as good as it's been, but ratings, ratings have dropped though for that show. Well, I mean, they were going to drop since they moved to the CW. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think you'll see with almost all of them they are dropping. But uh, one thing that's going to push a lot of the all of these shows is they've got a major crossover schedule for November that's going to involve all their shows. So yeah. that's. Mm-hmm. That's going to really rewrite everything. Not just some of them, but all of them. Yeah, and having Batwoman as a as a solid as a new show will make a nice lead in um, for Supergirl because fans who are curious about Batwoman will stick around afterwards for Supergirl. Where uh, and people who are fans of Supergirl already they already know how good Ruby Rose is in this role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They'll, they'll be ready to see more. So it's already built in. Um, you'll you'll get some good things. I missed the crossover, and I want to see it because that Ruby Rose as Batwoman is perfect casting, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I think so too. Uh, you also have uh, Mr. Robot come for the final season. Final season. Yep. Final season for that, and uh, Walking Dead comes back. I know that a lot of people have tapped out on it. Uh, I'm that, on that verge. That's still on. <laughs> I, I'm on the verge. I've got about six of them from the last season still in the DVR. Um, oh, that's a sign right there, dude. Yeah, I know. But uh, I'm still curious. So uh, Thora Birch actually joins this season. So uh hmm. a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. 
and then there's quiet. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, a show starting on Epics. Um, uh, Get Shorty, the uh, a dark comedy series, uh, kind of based on the the book, and uh, of course the movie. There was a movie, Get Shorty. Yeah, the book so was a, so much a, better than the movie. It's a well, I think that's what the tone that they're going for in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, it's based on an Elmore Leonard novel, so it's got that to me. That's attracted me because he was the one that was the the guy behind Justified. So um, as far as dark comedies go, this could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how this turns out. I think so, it'd be really uh, cool. Uh, before we get to October 7th, which is the premiere, the only thing really premieres there is uh, All-American, I can see. Well, Black Lightning. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I, how did I miss that? Um, yeah, Black Lightning appears. Um, but uh, we haven't heard from Sean in a little bit, and I just want to make sure that our our Canadian connection is still there. Is he oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're still here. We're still here. I'm looking forward to uh, in search of on October fourth. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. Is that coming back? I didn't see that on the list. It, it wasn't season two on History Channel. Yeah. Ah, exactly. And you know who's hosting that? That's that uh, Leonard Nimoy knockoff guy. Quinto. Guy, Zachary Quinto. <laughs> oh, really? Is which it is, which is awesome. It's great casting for it. Yeah. I actually, I'm okay with that because it just seems right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've seen the first couple, a couple episodes on the History Channel, and it's fun. And that's what you want. And it plays into the same stuff like the original series does. It's, it's similar. It's not great, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's hokey. It's perfect. It yeah. So yeah, that's right. So on the seventh we have Black Lightning, and then on the eighth we have The Flash. Uh, to me, it's just as good as it has been. So I'm uh, looking forward to uh, season six. It's always great to go. Damn it, Barry! Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then on the ninth, uh, ninth we've got The Return oh, of Riverdale, yeah. which is a uh, I'm not even going to call it a guilty pleasure. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we've got the premiere of Nancy Drew. So this looks like a a rebranding of Nancy Drew like mm. Veronica Mars to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be interesting. I, I grew up on Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew books. Um, so I'm kind of curious just to see what this is like. Uh, but I I don't know. I mean, this could go either way. I don't know of any of the actors or anybody who's in this. So, and then uh, closing out its fifteenth season, uh, its last season, Supernatural. Anybody watch Supernatural here? No, I gave up after four seasons. Did you really? Did you watch four seasons? Yeah, I did. Wow, I did not know that. I did not know that about you, sir. Ha ha! We've only been working together for almost ten years, <laughs> and I can't believe you never mentioned it. And on four of those years, he watched Supernatural exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh let's see then we go into the 10th some more cw stuff uh legacies and i can't believe uh yeah the 11th i'm sorry the 11th where we've got uh charmed and dynasty those are coming back i did not know that i didn't uh, even know dynasty was still on okay yeah and then uh then i guess we'll skip ahead to October 15th, and of course, the the center pin of the Arrowverse, Arrow itself. But the eighth and final season, 
Um, it's only it's going to be a short season because I I'm guessing it ends around the crisis, the crossover. Yeah, it's supposed to end, and they're supposed to have an unnamed new show to take over after crisis. Is that right? It's going to be called Quiver. Exactly. <laughs> I, I heard it was going to be called Speedy, but that's you know. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what that what they're doing because uh, I've heard rumors that uh, they're the the folks that are playing uh, Felicity and Oliver's children are going to be in the new series, and uh, I'm not sure I'm keen on that. No. As Wendy and Marvin or as Zan and Jana? <laughs> Zan and Jana. I could totally see that. That's a good one, dude. Computer animated monkey. Hey. Just saying. Wonder, um, Wonder Twins am, a series. Yeah. I am looking forward to Treadstone on the USA Network. I was just getting to that. There are two shows yeah. that are appearing on USA that are uh, movie-based. The Purge, yep. which is uh, doing pretty well on USA, and then a premiere of Treadstone, which is uh, takes place in the Jason Bourne universe. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's related to the movies, if it's a sort of in that universe, or if it's going to do a branch out and do its own thing. From what I hear, it actually is going to play on a lot of what the movie's based off of, but they're not going to mention Bourne at all. Interesting. Yeah, because I've heard it a couple of Is it like Voldemort? Yeah, exactly. Oh. He who <laughs> should not be named. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like it's you know it's like having a a series that takes place in Gotham and not having Batman in it. it well, that just doesn't make any sense. Exactly, I know. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's so crazy, it just might work. Damn it! And, uh, on October eighteenth, Amazon gives us a new anthology series uh, called Modern Love, which has a huge cast: uh, Andy Garcia, Anne Hathaway, Tina Fey. Uh, Dev Patel are going to appear in just various love stories. So if you want to find love this fall, uh, modern love, um, insert David Bowie quote here, uh, October 18th is when you can binge that on uh, on Amazon. Og- October 20th. Watchmen. Yes. They're watching you. Who Who here is going to watch The Watchmen? I will probably get to it eventually. I am uh, hesitant to sign up. Well, you're still catching up on Game of Thrones. I did finish with Game of Thrones. I signed up for the week-long free trial on HBO, HBO, so I binged the entire final season. So I am now officially caught up on that. Yay. Welcome to the 21st century. All four episodes. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is supposed to take place, I think, after... Uh, the series or film or whatever, the events of the film, the series, uh, the, the comic. Um, I'm really curious about this. The only, uh, the only thing that's really red flag for me is that it, the executive producer is Damon Lindelof. Yep. Because <laughs> he goes in with no plan. He nope. comes in with no plan. And, you know, everything starts with such potential. And by the end, you're like, what the F did I just watch? Bingo. Like, why, why did I waste my time with this? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. Why? Why? So commit yourself to that first season. And that's it. And be done with it. <laughs> um, it looks skip fascinating, ahead. though. It does look fascinating. It, well, the visuals of it look beautiful. So um, visually, I think it's going to be stunning. 
I, I just hope that it's got some 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 story behind it. TikTok, 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 TikTok. I'd be very interested to see how the boys uh and its success plays into how Watchmen plays. In that in that ironic uh, Cause, yeah, because you know the the Watchmen was really one of the pioneers of flipping the script on the superheroes like mm-hmm. that, and now the boys, you know, which is in its wake, is setting the tone TV wise, right? Oh, sure. For going forward, yeah, already I think. Um, but uh, and uh, surprisingly enough, like the one uh, actor that really looks intriguing to me in Watchmen is Don Johnson. I was just like, oh, well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm shocked. All right, so we're going to skip ahead to November 12th on Disney Plus because we're all going to get Disney Plus, yes. right? Oh yeah, yep. Sean, does that was that a yes from you too? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to be offering uh, Disney Plus in Canada? I don't actually they, know. They they actually haven't said anything yet. There's been no international dates, um, but it could could just be. It, it's very possible that November or uh, November twelfth will be um, a North American release. Okay. So well, now, well, I know for Canada they get um, all the CBS Plus on Netflix. N- no, we got it on the Space Channel. On Space Channel. So that's where you get Star Trek? Yep. Yep. Because uh, it's not on our Netflix. Oh. It's, 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 uh, it's in the UK it, where it's on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. UK, Canada, it's all the same, you know. Uh, for those of us who were kind of on the fence about getting Disney Plus, I think the trailer for The Mandalorian sold us and said, nope, this is a must. Oh, it looks awesome. I've been trying to really resist buying, um, signing up for additional streaming services because I feel like eventually it'll be just like having cable. We'll just have all these streaming services. But like you said, as soon as I heard about this show and then saw the trailer, it's like, all right, Disney, just just take my money, just, just take all of it. <laughs> and and Disney's doing a very smart thing to establish its monopoly early. Um, they are doing a bundle package with Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Right. All together under one banner, and you pay one price, and it's still cheaper than Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's still cheaper than a couple of the other ones. Uh, it's it's a must-have for me. I want to be able to watch my Star Wars. I want to be able to watch my, uh, my, my, my Marvel stuff. I also want to be able to watch Kim Possible and 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 girl meets world whenever uh, I have the opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's definitely big, but Mandalorian was huge at D 23 uh, and everything they've done for it is fantastic. They are releasing the action figure for it a month before the movie comes wow. before the show. comes. Wow. The cast, the cast on this show looks amazing. Has anybody ordered Disney Plus pre-ordered it so far because I know with when D23 happened you could get like a major discount on it if you ordered it for the whole for uh, 3 years 3 years yes for 3 years and you had to be a D23 member Oh did you? I didn't know that. Yes, that was one of the caveats was it was something just for D23. Uh, as far as I know Right now, it's not available for pre-order yet. Yeah, I don't. I think that was the only. I thought it was because uh, I knew that was before they expired at yeah. Labor Day, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like how long it went. So, 
Yeah. Hmm. But but even that one, as good of a deal it was, was not the bundled yeah. one. So right, uh, that was just for Disney. Right. That was just Disney Plus by itself. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to have to try to f- configure my TV too because my my TV doesn't have a Disney Plus app. So I'm going to have to try to figure out how that's going to work. And Is it out it- yet? No, not yet. It, but no, not yet. Um, I know that they've the Disney Plus is doing a whole lot to get it onto as many things as possible. Um, the uh, and a lot of the the any of the Google smart TVs um, will have it available, and I think fingers crossed that the Sonys will as well. Um, although considering what just mm-hmm. went down with Sony, we're not. Maybe don't touch, don't go don't, don't go there. Don't go. There. Oh, they're just oh. going to buy. I the just Sony. looked it up. Uh, well. What's that, Sean? We'll get it here in Canada. Okay, awesome. cool. Yeah, eight ninety nine a month. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's four dollars for you guys. Exactly. Well, you know, it's it's six dollars for us, but you know, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, when is Picard starting? It's not early tw- early twenty twenty. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. Okay, so it's. Um, not, I originally yeah. heard it was could be November, so they must have pushed. Yeah, it off. yeah, March that's really. I mean, yeah, Mandalorian is really the place that Disney Plus is the place to stop. I mean, there's a few other things. Uh, I did find uh, Man in the High Castle is coming back. Um, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. With its fourth and final season. Uh, Jillian Anderson will join uh, The Crown. Uh, she's, uh, I think, playing... Um, Margaret uh, Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Matt Smith. Nope. Uh, Helena Bonner Carter is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this season will feature the birth of Prince uh, Charles. Charles. So, uh, no, Prince Edward, sorry. It'll, it'll feature uh, Charles' uh, coronation as a prince. Uh. And Winston Churchill's funeral. So, it's going to be a lot, of, a, big, a lot of big stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and Olivia Coleman is going to take over the throne. So, uh, so she'll be in it as well. So, that's. That's a lot of heavy hitters right there. Um, Marvel's Runaways is coming back uh, this season as well. Um, so I don't know anybody who's watching that. Nope. The Expanse uh, is on Amazon now instead of sci-fi. And that's about it. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. All right. December 6th. Obviously, you want to talk about that. Oh, it's an amazing show. It's <laughs> one of the funniest uh, shows out there. It's literally taking the look of a 1950s early 60s female comedian and former housewife who just happens to have a great sense of humor and falls in with characters like Lenny Bruce and just gets into becoming a stand-up behind her family's back and it's just it's really awesome and it's 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 such a smart well-written show and it has you know Rachel Brosnan and Tony Shalhoub is amazing in this show. If you ever get a oh, chance. Cool. Yeah, he's great. So I definitely would highly recommend people watching this one. It's one, you know, best comedy for the last couple of years. So, you know, and she's one best actress. So definitely worth checking out. There's uh, a lot of stuff coming out, of course. And uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go around, I guess, and talk about uh, what we're looking forward to the most. And uh, I guess we could seal it with there. I mean, I, I personally, I think it's there's not a ton to be terribly excited about. Uh, but that's good because my DVR is really chock full right now. 
not to mention, you know, we just had, in addition to like the other shows that started up, uh, Carnival Row, I've heard good things about that, that just started in uh, late August. And also the new um, Dark Crystal show uh, just yeah. started up. I, I mean, I'm, these things are coming out faster than I'm able to, to watch them. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm already curious about. So hopefully, you know, the stuff that I'm not excited about this coming back this fall or whatever, is, you know, I'll have time to sort of enjoy some of the other stuff that's that I haven't been able to catch. Um, but uh, for me, uh, as far as the networks go, Stumptown is the only new show that I really care a lot about. Um, and then as far as returning shows, uh, in addition to all this fun stuff on the CW, uh, it's all about a um, uh, good place for me. Okay. Ashley, what about you? Um, I would say in terms of returning shows, I'm ex- looking forward to Arrow. Um, that's one of the show that I followed since its first season, and it'll be kind of cool to see how it wraps up. It's had its ups and downs over the years, so I hope that it'll end on a strong note. And then the new show I'm looking forward to, I'm sure will come as no surprise, but The Mandalorian. So I'm always all about that Star Wars stuff, so I'm excited to see how it translates into a TV show and the visual, the visuals just look amazing. It looks like they've given this a really big budget. So I'm just excited to see how it goes and what they can do with that uh, method of storytelling. Awesome. Awesome. Sean, what about you? I just wrote down a couple here. I wrote down uh, the premiere of Batwoman, Stumptown and Evil. Um, you guys didn't <laughs> evil because i mike coulter's awesome he uh he, he's luke cage it was it was just a fantastic show i'm sad they uh canceled it uh yeah, me also, too. yeah it was amazing also looking forward actually to uh season two of magnum pi i watched the heck out of that show it's uh cheesy goodness you were the one got it yeah i was the one that brought it back um and I, I know that uh sometime in november season three of the toys that made us is coming back to me Oh, good call. Yes, you're right. Yep. Starting with the Power Rangers is the first one. I believe so. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Pretty awesome. Now, they're also, um, they also announced that they're doing a new show, a spinoff show with the yes. movies that made us, right? Yes. The, uh, so that's going to be really cool. Is that, do you know if that's starting this year as well? Uh, it doesn't have a release date. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, uh, that's, that's fun, though. Alex? Um, obviously Mandalorian top of the list. Um, Watchmen, I can kind of go either way on. Like there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. But there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, I still haven't watched an episode of game of Thrones. Um, so I I can't really, uh, it's one that's on my radar. I just don't know if I'm going to see it. Um, I am absolutely curious about perfect harmony. I, I definitely feel that's either going to be, a, a disaster or a huge hit. And um, the politician, honestly, uh, it's got an amazing cast. And, on, and uh, also in looking at the cast, Watchmen, Watchmen just has that look. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It might be, might be closer to me watching that one than I even think. So, And Mike. All right. A couple different ones. Um, of course, I'm looking forward to good place returning. Yes. Um, also looking forward to, I'll probably watch Watchmen once it's done and I'll do the free week of HBO to catch the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, there's no other reason I would want HBO. So, Fair you enough. know, for right now, because we've majorly cut our TV back and everything. Yeah. We, 
we're basically, we even got rid of our DVR. So, and so um, a couple other things I was looking forward to. Batwoman looks great. I am so looking forward to that. Um, and also, of course, you know, there's this new show that just started on Netflix called The Spy, and it actually stars Sasha Baron and Cohen in a drama okay. in a drama role. And oh, okay. So he's not just fooling around. No, he's. Uh, it's based on a true story um, about a gentleman who was a spy for Israel. Uh, spying on Syria in the late 1950s, early 1960s, and he gets caught. Mm. And mm. it's it's an amazing story. And he actually proved, we watched the first two episodes the other night, and it is truly an amazing show. Uh, also, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Mrs. Maisel, like I mentioned earlier. And, you know, I'll just see what else catches my interest. But, you know, a lot of the stuff we were talking about, it's like, take it or leave it type thing. If the TV's on, I'll watch something, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I think for most of the other shows. Yeah. I'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, I, I know we do this with the, the movies uh, when we pr- predict what's not in the summer. Uh, even if we're not watching it, uh, I wonder if there's anything that, that uh, from the networks that stands out to you guys as like a potential, like big hit. Mm. Maybe that show Evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. There's potential there. Um, not so much network, but again, we cannot we, we cannot uh, pass up uh, Wu Tang the saga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Perhaps I'm alone on that one. Um, great. No, I hope I hope great things for uh, I, I hope great things for Batwoman. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ruby Rose is a tremendous actress and it's a great character. Um, uh, and I'd really like to see, it'd be kind of cool to get something like really solidly successful out of the, uh, the, the TV landscape for, for, for DC. I think CW um, has a landmine coming up and, you know, they're going to be basically, you know, catching all the viewers with crisis on infinite earth. I think it's yeah, in November. Yeah. I think that is just going to be must watch TV. Oh, if some sure. of the casting rumors are true. Um, I mean, I love, you know, Kevin Conroy playing Bruce Wayne. Oh God. And Mark Hamill as Joker. Wonderful. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So. so definitely would love to see that. All right. Well, I think that uh, does it for our fall TV preview. If there's something out there that we haven't mentioned uh, or maybe we haven't given enough time with, uh, please let us know what you guys are excited about. We want to hear from you guys as to what uh, what shows you're looking forward to the most. So uh, either write us uh, or uh, take part in our Facebook group and uh, let us know. Definitely. And we will be right back with the ESO Network Con Report. Boom. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela. And this week, this geek girl is talking about Agretzico Season 2. So everyone's metal-loving Red Panda is back for a second season. This season, we see a Gre- we see a Retsuko struggle with her mother trying to hook her up with a guy so she can get married, have kids, and all of that because she's getting old at the old, old age of 25. Ouch. 
we see her having to put up with an intern at work who starts to bully her and deal with all the other issues that come with being a young professional in Tokyo. This season really, really spoke to me on many levels. The whole you're a female, you have to get married, have kids, have a family. Yeah, that's something many ladies have to deal with and have to hear. Also, the entire season focuses on adults who may be scared to grow up or are running away from certain aspects of growing up. And it's super relatable and familiar when you watch it. We still get to see the same fun commentary and Retsuko breaking into metal songs all the time when she gets angry. We also see her mother a lot this season, who is determined to find her daughter a boyfriend slash husband. I'm sure many of us can relate to Retsuko's feelings of having a nosy mother who is in your face and will not leave you alone and is always bugging you and telling you how your life's decisions are horrible. So I'm sure many of us can relate to that too. Overall, <laughs> this season was amusing and funny and has lots of underlining commentary on life that many can relate to. And we get to see a lot of the same fun characters over and over again that we loved from season one. I am pumped that this was renewed for a third season. These are just really, really fun little short episodes. And if you haven't watched season one, you should totally check it out and then watch season two because... It just keeps going, and it's really fun. Also, check out the Christmas special. It's really funny. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Welcome back. For the 10th of September, 2019, it's the ESO Network. Well, uh, Dragon Con is over and uh, we are still recovering. But there are two events that are happening in September that you can find uh, Earth Station One folks at. In particular, me. Uh, you. I, you. I, yes. On September 21st, I will be, um, I will have a tent or a table, whatever you want to call it, at the Southern Surf Stump Fest that is in Avondale Estates. It is a free, 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 I'm there. Free event, uh, and it features I don't know nine bands, uh, obviously surf oriented. Uh, two of them I'm familiar with, and I, they are incredible. I can't wait to hear the others, but the two that I'm familiar with are the Intoxicators and the Mystery Men. They are amazing bands. Those are a, those alone are worth the price of admission. You know what? There is no price of admission. Did I mention it's free? So free from noon to 10 p.m. at Avondale Estates. You can come and go as you wish and uh, stop by my tent and say howdy because Peter and I will be there representing Tiki Zombie, of course. Uh, we'll have pins, CDs, T-shirts, you know, the cool band stuff. Um, and uh, I'm really excited because I've kind of wanted to go to this show. They've done it for years and uh, I've, I've, I've always wanted to go and now I'm going to go and I'll be part of it. So that's awesome. And it's free. Uh, it is free. The other event that we've got uh, that we're going to be at, Mike and I will both be at, actually, is September yep. 27th through September 30th. It is the final weekend of September going into October. And what perfect way to go into the countdown to Halloween than by attending Monsterama. It is uh, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. It's actually a little bit north of Atlanta. Um it is a great show. We're going to have uh, one of the um, organizers, of course, Anthony, our good friend, Anthony Taylor, to uh, come on and talk about it next week. But 
Um, this is a great show. This is a small show, but it's really intimate. And if you like monster movies, if you like talking about monsters, if you like geeking out, um, it's just a great crowd. Great panels, great fan panels, panels by people who really know their stuff, and uh, some folks that are have, have done work in some of the movies. And you never know who might show up. Um, last year, just out of the blue, um, uh, Rachel uh, Turnley, right? Is that the, yep. her name? the director? Just showed up and uh, was really awesome. And uh, so. You, you never know who may pop up. It's a great time. Uh, come on out and see us. We uh, don't have any panels or anything, but we'll be uh, there representing Earth Station One and the ESO Network. So come by and say howdy. Uh, those are the only two shows that we've got coming up uh, within the next month. Uh, and the rest of the year seems pretty sparse, but uh, we'll have some more updates on that in the weeks to come. So if you've got a convention that you're putting on or that you know about or that you want to rant and rave about that's coming up by the end of the year, please reach out to us because we love talking about conventions. that's going to wrap up another episode of the earth station one podcast want to thank everybody for joining us tonight and sitting through our tv reviews and our summer movie wrap-ups thank you at home everybody this is always great to talk about and we've got a great crew always to join us let's thank them real quick sean thank you my friend always a pleasure you want to promote your podcast yeah i do um come and listen to me on the a rusted robot podcast but more importantly join me at the soul forge podcast for life living and the universe and everything in between excellent and you know definitely two great podcasts i listened to his dragon con review earlier in the week and then uh just today i heard your uh rusted robot and trying to tell your co-hosts about what dragon con was and they were like yeah yeah whatever it's a geek con. yeah they didn't they didn't care <laughs> but glad to have you part of the ESO network and it was so great to hang out with you at Dragon Con. Finally meet you. That was awesome. All you guys it was, that I met. It was a blast. It truly, truly was a blast. And Ashley, thank you, of course. Oh, thank you. I always love chatting uh movies, TV, all that kind of good geek stuff with you guys. Anything you want to shout out about? Um yes. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I have finally finished watching Game of Thrones, so I'm going to be doing my final blog post about the last season should be posting this week. So, I'm glad. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see you screaming at the TV or going, "Yes." Oh, yes. Yeah, my husband jokes that um he I think he said that watching Game of Thrones was the loudest he'd ever heard me like down in the basement, either be cheering or yelling, depending on what was happening. So I, I got very into it. So it was it was quite an experience, but I'm glad I finally enjoyed it and really loved it and will probably return to it again someday. Now you understand why we kept on saying don't have a favorite character. Yes. And sadly, I ignored that and I they continued to die. So <laughs> I didn't learn. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome well um, you did a great job I loved reading oh, your reviews you. they were a blast it was fun to do thank you for everything you do for the network as always oh, thanks and Alex thank you my friend hi you're awake uh, yeah I'm, I'm here uh, no thank you guys for having me on this was a blast and, and for once I'm not the one with egg on my face in regards to the biggest flop of the summer. no you weren't or, or even the biggest surprise <laughs> yay hey. 
<clears throat> it happens. I we can my, all share in that uh, shame. Exactly. We now. I'll, I'll be over here while y'all are sharing in that shame. <laughs> um, I, I had a great time. Always a great experience. Uh, you put together a phenomenal group. Uh, for these every time and it's always a pleasure to be part of it dude it's phenomenal because you're part of it of course you know know, so anything else you want to shout out about Uh, i just want to give a shout out to my good buddy mr pat mcdermott pat has for the last year been helping me at the ddpy performance center on my transformation journey and wednesday he is having his last day there uh, as he heads back up to syracuse new york uh, to take care of his beautiful wife, uh, his four stepchildren, his foster son, wow. and their brand new dog. Ooh, wow! So he has been he has been away from them for a very long time, and it's just kind of time for him to go home. So no, t- I'm going to miss him, but uh, he's doing it for the right reasons, and uh, but he, he meant a lot to me. Oh, totally understand that you. You've had such a great experience with it, and I'm sure he Very helped much. pave the way for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he and everybody there are always saying, I'm the one doing the work. They have no idea of the foundation they have laid, uh, and, and they never will. So That's cool, dude. That is really cool. Well, hopefully you'll have a great journey going back for winter. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. better than here in Atlanta where it was 98 today, folks. It's still going to be 90. Yeah. yeah. This is supposed to be fall, folks. This is, you know, after late, after Dragon Con. Been in Atlanta long cooler. enough. You know there's no fall. <laughs> I know. We just did the we just did the fall TV review uh, uh, preview. It must be time for cool. <laughs> exactly. Away. That's right. There of are course. some places where leaves change color. Mm-hmm, exactly. Sean, tell us about these leaves changing color. Oh, they're so pretty. We got, <laughs> Shut uh, up. We got reds and golds and oranges. and uh, it's, pro- it's probably even started up there already. It has. And actually, it was uh, one degree Celsius this morning. That's about 34 for you guys. Oh, wow. Oh, Shut up. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a low of 82. Come on. We haven't had that since uh, July. Yeah, see? Exactly. You left for the hot weather. You didn't even see the real hot weather here. Thanks. Exactly. And Mr. Mike, you did it, my friend. Another one down the tubes. I mean, down the in the hose. I mean, uh, uh, you know what I mean. Down down the boob tubes. Exactly. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about? Well, I know that earlier in the show, when we started the show, we were talking about uh, Dragon Con, and I know we started to thank some people. And look, I mean, we could do a whole three-hour show on the people that we would want to thank comprehensively. About well, that's that. why we're going to do the Dragon Con report. For exactly. The exactly. Um, but uh, I do have to give a special shout out to uh, the folks that uh, are really um, my key to being at Dragon Con every year, at least for the past ten years. Uh, regarding um, uh, me being a guest in the comic and pop art just alley area. Uh, Jamie Reeves has uh, taken uh, what Tom Trainer started and, and really done an amazing job keeping Tom's vision of the uh, comic area uh, and actually improving it. Uh, the guest list that we had this year for comic guests was amazing. And uh, and really attracted people up there, more people than last year. Uh, it was amazing. And the, the person that does the comic programming, uh, Tony Barletta, he does an amazing job 
And uh, I thank him because that's generally um, one of my favorite. It is my favorite element of Dragon Con, if I had to pick. And um, yeah, I couldn't, I can't ima- imagine what it would be like without those two guys. That is awesome. All right. Um, my shout out real quick goes out to actually the host of the Thunder Talk podcast, Dan Klink for doing a lot of extra legwork for the ESO network this year at Dragon Con. Yeah, he did. He, he, you know, went beyond all expectations and did some extra interviews that we weren't expected. And you heard them all last week on the podcast. And while we were recovering, you guys got to, the joy of hearing him talk to folks from Adult Swim, talking to people at the vendor hall, uh, talking at people in the gaming area. And then, of course, you know, him and Tara doing the interview with the uh, Transformer band. It was really awesome. So, Dan, you get this week's shout out from me. So, thumbs up, my friend. That was really awesome. So that's going to wrap up this episode. We definitely want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at our station one at esonetwork.com. You know, please, of course, subscribe, leave feedback, and of course, rate the show wherever fine podcasts are found. We'll be coming back to you again once again next week when we are going to be doing a look at the boys. We had mentioned that earlier in the show. We are going to be talking about the Amazon show featuring some great characters like Starlight and, of course, Homelander. It's going to be interesting to see how what people think of it and what folks say. I'm just really, I enjoyed it, and it's going to be interesting to see what Mike thinks because he hasn't watched it yet, have you? I have. I finished it this weekend. Oh, well, okay. So there you go. <laughs> so it'll be very interesting to think what people see. And until then, my name is Mike Yay. Faber. We will see you next time here on your station one podcast peace and we are done boom you've been listening to the air station one podcast a show by fans for fans if you enjoyed the show please subscribe to our show up on itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found while you're up there please rate us and remember to leave feedback it would greatly be appreciated and remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.